0: Gundam Maniacs, welcome to Gundam Explained show episode one Oh, look at that solo. If it wasn't for Steven, this music would not exist. Now, I love this. Now, I usually have my script up and I totally forgot to put it up. Yeah, the show is just a little bit late today because I had a bunch of work stuff I had to make sure to get done. But, welcome to the Gundam Explained show. Um, it's brought t- to you by the supporters, so links in the description for... The supporters supporting the show links, if you're interested in doing any of that and links to Steven's stuff, because he's a big part of the show. I'm on his show on Wednesday. So if you haven't checked that out, links in the description. Yesterday was awesome. Yeah, Steven, it was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. Dirty um, Diggler. It, it was so much fun that YouTube hit me with a guideline strike. They said you can't have Dirty Diggler on your stream anymore. He is too spicy for YouTube. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> now, fortunately, I did manage to get the, uh, the, the 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 stream is back up on YouTube. It's just demonetized. Yep. So, um, but yeah, enjoy yeah. that conversation because I think it was a positive talk, and I thought it brought a lot of cool tips for people, um, yeah. especially in the gumpla community.
0: Yeah, no, because really cool guy. Because I known of him through Zeonic Shadow, but I never really because uh, i don't go on twitch much so i miss a lot of twitch streams and people just stream on twitch um he wasn't too active on twitter so i wasn't sure but man that conversation we had was awesome especially someone that is and this is endearing uh, uh but a, a older person you know because like i feel like sometimes you know getting into the hobby i am there's not a lot of older gundam fans even though technically there would be because it came out in seventy
1: nine. So. Right, you would think that there would be a lot of older Gundam fans, maybe just in Japan. So <clears throat> right, but but no, I think it's cool that like you know a lot of the uh, New York Gunpla community look up to him, call him Gramps. Um, yeah. So I know, and, and he leans into it, which is cool. So
0: I know, I loved it, and uh, yeah, I love because you know any you know anytime I meet, it's just a, maybe a thing I do, and whenever I meet someone that I know is older than me, I feel like okay, whenever they're talking, there is probably some wisdom. Like throughout, you never know. Like, there's this, and it's funny because there's this guy that um, uh, I I was doing some consulting with. And I just assumed he, you know, he was much older than me because the way he presented himself, things he talked about, until we had a conversation where I found out he was younger than me. And that like blew my mind. You know, like, it's not a big deal. Age isn't, but sometimes we use that as an anchor.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's the Tomino, the, the Tominoism, right? Like the, the, you, the wisdom of youth. Yeah, <laughs>
0: no, that's okay. That's a good way but to, no, put it, you, know. you know,
1: it's, it's funny because I think that like people choose to get wise as they get older, because I know a lot of older people that, you know, maybe you probably wouldn't want to take advice from them, but yeah, you know, that's,
0: that's true. And <laughs> it's, it's strange. Cause even like I will, without getting political, I can talk about Donald Trump where I always found him entertaining. And then when he came yeah. to be a president, I was like, well, I don't know if he fits that mold, the inspirational, motivational mold, mold as a president. And so there was, it was a conflicting time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
0: um, Oh, Johnny Tacoma bringing up Barbados Rex. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the guy I've been following, especially when I was going down my earbrush phase. Like I learned a lot from him. Yeah. Thanks Johnny Tacoma. Yeah. I haven't done this in a while. Uh, King Dylan, Talos, Goose, Barry BB, Rami Bro, Rogue New Type. Good to see you all. Jam Kill
1: X. Um, yeah, good to see the usual suspects in chat. And, Hope you guys well, are having a good day. I'm, I'm happy to be back yeah. in the co-captain's chair. You know, I really missed yes. last week. You know, I'm sitting in the chat, and I'm like, man, is this, is this what it feels like to be off the show again?
0: <laughs> Great segue, because <laughs> I was actually going to bring something up about that, and good to see you, Gundam Wing. But, you know, you were saying how YouTube – uh, hit or did a strike on your video yeah yeah that happened with talus's video i had to get it reviewed really? in order to be eligible for monetization and and they reviewed it like yeah it's fine it's like what was it that like greek accent that came through
1: <laughs> 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 like what is this it's wait something. a second we can't we can't allow this kind <laughs> of uh this kind of kind of content on our platform um, no nah, but
0: you know that stuff's not a big deal like Sometimes I, something will get demonetized, but I, it's not like the end of the world. Um, yeah, I mean, I
1: think point. it's fun. And like, yeah. that's why I talk about it is like, I, I imagine that it's entertaining for people to kind of see this sort of inside baseball that that yeah. you and I kind of go through from time to time. You know, my first, I did, I did an eight hour live stream on my birthday a couple of years back and Bandai copyright struck the entire video because I held up. I I held up a copy of Gundam versus extreme. uh, I forget which Gundam versus it was, but it was one of the Gundam versus titles. And it was like seven seconds of the box art on screen. Oh, and that's hilarious that they, you know,
0: and a lot of it is people that are like paid (laughs) to look for that stuff and do that.
1: Yeah. And you
0: could fight every single one really, you know, but it's like, is it worth it sometimes? Cause then it gets held up and,
1: Digital litigation?
0: I don't know. Yeah. Um, But no, uh, no, so today's episode is going to be really cool. We're going to talk about like, in I don't know if it's proper advice, but financial advice when it comes to this hobby in terms (laughs) of just being a collector, being a casual Mm -hmm. builder, maybe being a content creator. Like I think there's different levels where there could be financial advice with the hobby some things are justifiable. Some things are not.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah and, I, and, and, you know, I guess full disclaimer, like neither of us are financial experts. Please yeah, consult exactly. your tax.
0: <laughs> That's what I was like. I don't know if this is going to be really advice. Yeah. It's more of like, it's almost like talking through that stuff because, it, you know, especially with the uh, digs yesterday, it, you know, I, I was curious because of his, his experience, which another way to say age Um, like how he, I was like, how do you store your stuff? Like, cause I'm getting to a place where I have, no room but i don't think i need i should be making room it's more of like a personal thing but then it's the same thing with money like there's people that are like oh you need to save for retirement save but sometimes i don't think that's necessarily like what you should do all the time
1: yeah yeah And, and you know i think you and i were talking about this kind of in the green room beforehand but you know too few people i think are willing to really have honest conversations about that and uh, and Diggs honestly is a good example because he came from being like a sneakerhead as well, which that's oh, an yeah, expensive that's hobby. The, yeah, you know, it's like he he has gone from and comic books. Like you know, I used to collect comic books myself. I have a garage full of long boxes, Um, and you know those the, these are expensive hobbies because you end up you know over time committing lots of money to them, and I think that. You know, if you're honest with yourself about what your collection is about, there are ways that you can kind of mitigate financial disaster <laughs> by yeah,
0: I I yeah, yeah, I feel like that's where the key is here. It's like leveraging what you have. But we'll get we'll get into that here in a little bit. Um, and then there's some things I'll share, some things I found on the internet, like there's new information on Requiem for Vengeance, just in terms of the uh mechanical designs and then some uh collectibles to show off, speaking of you know saving money, but I don't know if I will. Um and, and, like didn't you hook me up with five dollars toward that uh providence fund?
1: Yeah, you know it's it's <laughs> a little bit it's it's what 1% of the uh it's it's something. No, that's put that but, in a uh short-term savings bond and yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I, actually it,
0: that would because that's one of those things I tell you like if money wasn't an object I would get that just on design alone you know look, the look but um what I want to get into right now is Gundam stuff we've gotten into the past week so for for me I um I was you know watching that Gundam Evolve and this one was on wing and I found it to be very interesting compared to most episodes of Evolve I felt like it was giving us action and lore at the same time um and then um what was the other? Oh yeah. The advance of Zeta facts, because it's like Talos and I are trying to figure out what is the best way to help portray information or, you know, communicate information on advance of Zeta to kind of like build a foundation or a basis of then later jumping into the more advanced systems, terminology, mobile suit development. And it's like, I wanted to kind of establish the world, uh, you know, with that.
1: Yeah, you know, I think it, I really admire that you guys are tackling that because I don't think that there's enough content, at least in the English-speaking world, on Advance of Zeta, and I think okay. that most people really dig the designs. I mean, everyone loves those Titan suits, yeah. um, but oh, you yeah. know, it's what's the story behind it? Why are there 110 million hazels and none of them has like a different name to it? It's just this. Yeah. Is, this is the hazel raw hazel ra, hazelanthily. Hazel about (laughs) yeah i know right
0: like and then it's pronunciations that's like a whole other (laughs)
1: you know it's cool because
0: even talos started a uh terms document that i can share later so like where because there's so many terms in the Gundam universe that sometimes when i'm reading a wiki or reading some of his research i can tell there's like a word or two that's supposed to be a concept uh about something that i don't know um so yeah, that uh, yeah that there's a lot of stuff to to cover with that. Um. Okay, so other than that, um, Goose, our very own Goose, sent over this. Ooh. Yeah, RE one hundred, which I haven't done in a long time, but um of Yune's... um. Jack Doga, or Yak Doga. I think there's multiple ways.
1: I love the act Doga, especially in the Gune colorway. That, that green and gold is just real slick. I do need to show oh, off. I, I haven't revealed it yet. I'm going to reveal it on uh, my next stream next week, but uh, Goose did send me a care package as well. Uh, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to fit it on camera, but... We'll see what happens.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I remember hearing about that. I'm curious to see what that is because I'm still finishing Zionics, uh that he sent me that I'm going to do a sponsored video for him of the uh, Red Rider. I uh, yeah. should be done with that soon. And I can't wait. Like, I even got extra inspiration from yesterday's show about like, I love th- that concept he was talking about with the whole um, a part of yourself. You know, and I think yeah. you've even brought that up too, like a part of yourself as the art in the in the kit, and that really it kind of motivated me because I already know what I'm going to do special with that Red Rider. Um, oh, but but one, once that's done, I'll get on this. And you brought up the gold, and I didn't think about that. Like, is I actually do like this yellow? Yeah, but I wonder if I should get more of a yellowy gold to then replace all this. Cause I do think the yellow still works, but you know, I just like this kit because it's one at Xeon's related and I don't n- normally build a lot of Xeon stuff. Um, but yeah, it has a fed. lot. Yeah. <laughs> but I like, you know, the head and it remind me of what you're doing with, uh, the Bondock uh, Zeonic shadow got you. Yeah. Speaking Having of, that, uh, sponsored
1: builds, let me see if I can get this to focus yeah. on here. Um,
0: yeah, that looks awesome. 100 percent
1: yeah this is this is pretty I, I was very excited about this and i love how similar in silhouette it looks to the zazabi which ah. is really really Lineage. sells the Neo Zeon refit of the bond so i i mean i'm going all in on this kit um, not it. too far all in i guess because you know I, I was like there's so many customizations i'd like to do but i really just want to complete it um not that i'm rushing but you know it's like i I don't want to get bogged down in you know well i need to sculpt these parts and i want to create a whole new piece of shoulder armor and all that stuff it's that
0: thing again we were talking about yesterday where sometimes you want it to be perfect
1: but you need to
0: kind of be able to reel yourself back and really just enjoy the process and be okay with a mistake or two
1: yeah just like with like video game development you know you you run these issues with scope creep where it's like well you know maybe i could add like a climb mechanic or maybe i do need to have crouch rolls and things like that and it's like if you clearly define what you want to do before you set out to do it and maybe allow yourself a little bit of room to wander you know that's that's one thing but once you start saying like well i could put leds in this i could put a sound system in there like you yeah, can get way off the rails.
0: <clears throat> and just so far, oh, you're taking a drink. That reminds me, I got this drink out for me, but no. Um, <laughs> no, but seeing what you've done so far, like even if that was it and you paint it like that already is like a sick uh way of doing it. Oh, yeah. Um, and the other thing <laughs> is I'm working on the the video for the Metal Robot Spirits Wound War review. That has to be the most complicated. Gumpla, even though it's not Gumpla, but collectible, I've ever gotten because it is like you transform it, but I think they had to be really. They went for form over function when it comes to transforming it. They wanted to make sure it looked like what it's supposed to look like in every stage, and it means. Transforming it is insane. They might as well made it where you take it apart and then put it back together because I'm literally turning everything like 180. And, oh yeah,
1: and it it reminds me of those like Transformers, like the third party Transformers toys where you know you'll have like a yeah. There's like little parts that are maybe the the width of these tweezers that you're just kind of like okay, delicately flip that around. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, make sure that the pins lock into place; otherwise, the whole thing's gonna come apart. Yeah. Um, and it's
0: some things, which I think I've learned it's due to durability. So it doesn't break, but some things that you connect together are only just kind of loosely in place. Right. And I used to think, why do they do that? But with all the falls I've had recently, um, like I, <laughs> I get it. Something will fall and it will just come apart instead of break off, yeah, which I appreciate that. Um, every time I have, every time a V fin or a commander antenna falls off of a, a A helmet i'm like oh at least that wasn't something that broke off
1: right i recently uh my totus Ritter fell Mm. and i was looking at it because i was trying to compare it to the 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 bound dock oh yeah like i was like oh well what is the what's the totus Ritter uh command horn look like and i looked at it and i saw that it was kind of like bent backwards and i was like oh that's a funny shape for a command horn and then i was like oh no it's broken (laughs) oh oh
0: no Would that be an easy fix for you? Yeah, yeah, I repaired it uh, pretty easily. Oh, but
1: but still, you know, it's it's funny. I never would have even noticed. I thought that that was just the design of it that it like went out and bent back.
0: (laughs) That happens sometimes. Like the most embarrassing thing for me was when I got that Robot Spirits Psycho Zaku, the Saikamuzaku, and it was missing the front thing. And I remember even in the review i'm like you know this looks like a variation like i don't know you know (laughs) until like later i don't know if either someone pointed it out or i realized i was like wait a minute it's missing the snout you know luckily they sent me a whole new head so that was awesome but it and that even happened i think when i first got the gun cannon how he has that um Oh, what is it? Isn't there like a, a thing he has, like maybe it's on the back of the head or something or something. And I remember yeah. it was gone, but I didn't realize it. Or maybe it was the front part that goes above the, the visor. I
1: think, you know, that's a, that's a very unique point about robot spirits is that like, you know, Bandai will hook you up with replacement parts for a robot spirits. Good luck. If you have a, if you, if you have a runner that's missing like a, like like a high grade kit, that's run missing a piece from a runner good luck trying to get a replacement for that because...
0: Ah, okay, interesting. Yeah, I, I almost feel like any time I'd break a gumpla piece it's like, my life is over. <laughs> you know, because you like spent money on this, you're working on it, and then you're like, what? <laughs> Although, lately I feel like it's been, you know, through you and getting into the hobby, it's been easy to learn how to like fix things. And replace. Yeah,
1: things. And, and that's one of the things that I loved uh talking about with Diggs yesterday is, you know, he was like, be be adventurous go ahead and screw up it's you can always fix a Gumpla. that's you know what
0: that gives me an idea either a video you do or a live stream where you have multiple pieces that you have maybe spares that are common breaks and how you fix them
1: that's a good you idea. Would, I might have to in intentionally that. drop. Yeah. Some- <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I mean, you guys have seen when when Adam and I stream together. It, I'm always like, oh well, I break. glued my finger to that foot. Oh. Like, I guess.
0: It's- <laughs> no, that's that's great. Um. So yeah, let me end there. The only other Gundam thing I got into is because I'm near done after War X. You know. And oh like, yeah, finally. So I. <laughs> finally got to another episode of it and it's it's funny how again and i'm gonna have to talk about this in the review like it's really just a good show even if it's doesn't do anything super interesting you know i i don't yeah. know how to explain it it's just like there's nothing about it that would be offensive or weird or be like okay that took me out of everything it's it it, it seems to just be a good consistent show
1: yeah, do you think that there's like a fine line when it comes to, you know, television and movies where, you know, you almost have to have something that is, I don't know if offensive is the right term, but something that stands out. Like, you have to really put your foot down about something in order to either be great or be terrible, um, and it's a fine line, obviously, between the two, and some people will interpret your your work one way or the other, but... um, yeah, what do you I, think about that?
0: No, I I agree with you, and I think about that sometimes because it's like if I have an idea for a show or a movie, it's like, well, what about this would stand out? And it, the, but sometimes the answer is something we've talked about, where it's like, oh, there's always someone new to that concept, so you never know. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, well, maybe I can still add something interesting, you know, to it, which I think, it, and it's interesting because it's like what I feel like the issue with Star Wars is yet. With new Gundam come out, it's like Hathaway is still super different from what came before, you know, in terms of what the angle is. Oh, it's yeah. the one of the main characters' son is a terrorist. Like, that's that's a huge angle, you know. And so it makes me think, oh, I can't wait for the next one. How is he going to confront his father? Or is there going to, you know, so like there's, yeah, um, yeah. And then even watch, I didn't watch the latest Ahsoka. But I did oh, watch the one... Before,
1: caught up to six.
0: Yeah, I saw it where okay. Thrawn emerged.
1: Yeah. That
0: was pretty sick. Like, I think they did a good job for the first time in a while with Star Wars of making someone seem as formidable as Darth Vader. You know, how they introduced them, and then you're like, oh, crap, what's this guy up to?
1: Right, yeah. They, Especially how
0: the actor played him.
1: Right. Well, and he's an experienced uh, Thrawn yeah because he was the the uh voice so yeah and he played
0: like a putin like i think in uh house of cards
1: oh i never never saw him in that yeah yeah so so yeah i mean that that's fantastic when you have an actor that can that can deliver that type of presence it's always great so
0: and and kind of go back to what you're saying like the thing that i think what ahsoka i'm now understanding it's doing that i feel like is that sort of new interesting thing and it's a concept i just like the idea of in general it's kind of like oh wow we can there's another galaxy that is reachable yeah what is there what does it look like how esoteric is it and like just think of humanity if like we on mars just discovered some random stone with an inscription on it like we'd be like oh my god what does this mean and what if it has it involves something that we can't comprehend and that would be our downfall. You know, like,
1: yeah, yeah I feel I mean, like that's there, what there's Thrawn so many is trying stories, to... so many stories that I think kind of try to capture that yeah. um, into the unknown experience. Uh, Mass Effect does a, does a good job of doing that. Oh, and, and I appreciate okay. that, that storytelling technique, because, you know, as we talked about before, one of the things that I think, didn't really click with me when watching ahsoka is that you know i wasn't familiar with a lot of the characters from rebels and so you know their their presence didn't really resonate with me but when you start introducing things where there's just enough familiar familiarity with the story of star wars but then you're setting it in another galaxy it's like you have just an inkling of of grounding but the but the palette is completely open you know you don't you're not beholden to older characters or older storylines that you know i think that a lot of people use them as crutches and then they also end up being baggage right like we, we see that in gundam all the time where it's nice to have an amuro and shar story but then when there's not when there's a story that doesn't have amuro and shar in it you know it's it's freedom because you yeah. have a blank slate that you can create a real story off of so
0: and I don't know. you know what's interesting i think with Gundam, it kind of respects the world, how it changes through the UC timeline. Whereas in Star Wars, they seem to be like, well, oh, we'll just, you know, have the Emperor come back, which I'm not against, but I just think the way they did it, you you want to have like a cohesive narrative of what's happening. Like, Gundam will establish something before it goes too far in the future and changes everything up. And if it goes in the future, it's like with Unicorn, it has a background. Okay, how did it get here? Whereas yeah. with the sequel trilogy of star Wars, it's kind of like, well, we were interested in the world after the downfall of the emperor and the empire, but he just jumped to the emperor coming back with the first yeah. order. And I think that's what trip people up. It's like, Oh, what is this new world we all could have been in? And I think Mando, you know, and Ahsoka is trying to do that.
1: Yeah. But bridge the gap between the two,
0: but they are too much acting like the empire still exists, which Still could, but I don't think they're really doubling down on what would really a, a post-Empire be like and how much could yeah. it be like Zeta, where...
1: that Honestly, there was that one episode of Ahsoka that really, I thought, was fantastic, where you had, like, you know, sleeper Imperial agents, because that's what it would be like, right? Is, you know, your... Yeah. Things aren't perfect, and then you have people that used to be loyal to an Empire that doesn't exist anymore, so yeah it'd but be- but they don't wield the type of political power that yeah that you see like with the first order in in star wars and um so yeah i mean uh yeah similarly i think that you know you have that same sort of thing with Xeon, right like after the fall of Xeon and the one-year war it's the Xeon remnants that are the threat not yeah. you know there's not this oppressive force that's taking over you know, unless you count the Titans, but
0: well, yeah. And that's what would be neat if there was the new Republic had a, a group that was based off the rebel Alliance that were still like, yeah, we want to have a military. Right. It's still a rebel Alliance that the Republic's like, we have to stop the rebel Alliance. They're trying to build up an army again. They're like, no, we have to be careful of Imperial remnants. And, and then, yeah, let's like the new Republic starts hunting down the rebels. So then they, start teaming up with the Imperial remnants <laughs> to, I, I don't know. Like, I think I mean, you that have a lot of more fun interesting.
1: With it. Um, yeah. And I think that that's another thing that Gundam respects its own franchise. And in, in a way I, I just recently watched a YouTube short about, you know, why George Lucas insisted that only Obi-Wan and Yoda were the survivors of order 66 and why it was so important that most of the Jedi were dead is that, it it takes away the weight of Luke Skywalker and Leia being the last hope if there's hundreds of Jedi that survived Order 66 and are running around, you know, yeah. doing Ahsoka things. <laughs>
0: That's, you were exactly on point with that. The kind of respecting the world it was trying to make as as seeming um, what am I trying to say? Like the um the risk that the characters were involved with. It's like it almost like it minimized that. You know, to yeah. where it's like, well, something happened to Luke. There's Kanan, or no, I think he was dead by that time, or whatever.
1: <laughs> or Other... Cal Kestis. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, <laughs> um, all these guys, a Star Killer, oh, shoot. Um, yeah, you know, well, and you know, maybe, maybe we're giving Gundam a little too much credit because, let's face it, you know, with every new um, OVA or side story that comes out, they always introduce a new Gundam. Just That's like true. here, we have Requiem for Vengeance doing the same thing.
0: You know what? That is true, and I I almost feel like that would make more sense in a Star Wars world because it's the whole galaxy. Yeah. And it, so yeah, that, that that's a good thing to still think of at the end. Um, which I guess though, people usually stay for Gundam for the Gundams for the mobile suits. In Star yeah. Wars, I don't think there is a central why do people watch Star Wars. For me, it's the space combat. Yeah. But it's become fantasy like about force users even though i think that stuff's cool it just it turned more into that being the anchor instead of which if you think about it it's awesome how even though the new type powers are such a big deal in early gundam that's never been the anchor
1: yeah that's true um and and it's interesting because you know uh, i think that there is value to the characters in gundam and you know you can almost write off any Additional Gundams that that they make up to fill the gaps. It's like, well, yeah, but those aren't like that's not Amaro right? Like, yeah, you know, you you think because you and I have talked about the idea of like the ground Gundams being this like propaganda tool. Like we're just gonna yeah, slap a V fin on a GM and try to scare the Xeon. And it's like, well, yeah, but it's it's not Amaro and it's not the. That's Gundam. a good point. It's, it's like,
0: a... yeah, it's almost like Amaro was an anchor for the Gundam to be an anchor. Yeah. And throughout yeah, people want those mobile suits but story-wise it's it's able to differentiate itself.
1: It would yeah. be like the same I think if um and I'm surprised that you don't see this a lot more often in Star Wars but people wielding lightsabers who are not Jedi or Sith yeah that, you know just grab lights like you know the the lightsaber as a tool and as a sim- symbolic you know token in the Star Wars universe is similar to the Gundam, right? If you see yeah. someone with a lightsaber, you're thinking that guy probably is scary and can do some dangerous stuff with that yeah you know how many just loose lightsabers were collected after order 66 i i would if i were a bounty hunter i'd be swinging a lightsaber around even if i knew nothing about the force just as a threat you know
0: yeah you would think there could be some like group of imperials uh, stormtroopers and i know they had one in a comic but like you would think large scale with lightsabers yeah yeah and they're not trained in it, so maybe they're accidentally killing themselves sometimes. But it's supposed to be if you come across a Jedi, you know, because there's so many we killed. Here's lightsabers you guys could use. That's good, good stuff. Um, okay, so next, um, I want to talk uh, about that thing we mentioned at the beginning, like the financial advice thing. So yeah, and I want to come at it as I. I'm even, like, when I see new things come out, and then actually, let me just share that real quick. Um, you know, like, you contributed to my Providence Fund with that, you know, $5 super <laughs> chat. But then there's, like, this a metal build camphor, which is amazing because there's not many, like, popular UC metal builds. Like, I think they do have the RX-78-2. They do have the Zaku-2 from... Cuckoo's Doan's Island, but they don't have like a GM or, um, you know, anything else that I would expect from like, UC, like a Zeta al- also, or, um, they, they, like I have the F91, I have the crossbone. So it's really cool that we got a camphor, cause then I'd love an Alex to be made, but like, as much as I want this, it's almost like I get to this point with my collecting where I'm like, but I shouldn't buy this. <laughs> I'm sure this is going to be like $300 or right under. Um, and, and I guess it even depends where everyone is in their life. And then I'll watch these YouTube channels about people trying to be financially smarter, saving money. Then there's that saving for retirement, which I I mean, I have, you know, like a 401k at a job, but mm-hmm. other than that, like I, I'm not really I mean, doing are guys like right? you
1: and I going to be able to retire I feel like they're just going to work until we're dead <laughs>
0: yeah exactly that's <laughs> and so like I'm curious like so for me I've gone the past couple months where I've actually slowed down my purchases because when I have a backlog two I am lucky enough that I sometimes get sent stuff but I I'm also like wondering and it's weird because I feel like there's also the because I'm running out of space, it's easy for me to be like, well, I won't buy that because I don't have the space. But then it's like, well, if I don't have the space, why don't I sell things that can be used to then pay for new things, which I know some people do. I know Tom, our supporter, um, he's big into robot spirits. He tends to sell to buy new ones. What about you? Have you thought about your the way you, I guess, spend money in your hobby?
1: Yeah, you know, um especially
0: and I hate to cut you off, but I think it, it's good in your perspective cuz you have uh, a child that well, wasn't I mean a big, so do you. Well, <laughs> yeah, but I think it just recently changed for you. Like, you know, I've yeah. had my kids for a while and I think I'm at a place now where it's, I can more comfortably feel good about dropping a couple <laughs> hundred on a robot. That's true.
1: Yeah, you know, I um uh, I definitely collected high grades much more enthusiastically um years ago and you know where i would try to complete sets right like i would get an alex and then i would get a camper and i would get a zaku kai because i wanted to have the set right um but then as i got more into the customization aspect of it and and that side of the hobby you know it became less about just having the thing and having something that i wanted to do with the thing Mm. and i think that you know you see a lot of, like you mentioned, there's financial advice channels where people will say, don't buy things buy experiences. Oh yeah. You know, they say like, you know, instead of spending money on a big expensive TV, like go on a trip because the trip is going to be more valuable to you when you're older than having a nice thing. And I think that that's kind of the direction that I've gone with my hobbies where, you know, rather than buying, rather than buy a ton of kits, I'll buy one kit that I'm going to pour my heart and soul into that. I'm going to, you know, put LEDs on that. I'm going to paint that I'm going to customize and do something with. And that's part of the journey that I really enjoy sharing, you know, on YouTube. But of course, that said, similar to digs, you know, I have downsized in other areas of my life where maybe I don't spend as much money on video games because I have less time to play them. Or, you know, I recently sold one of my guitars because, you know, oh, I, okay. you know, I don't play music as often as I used to. And so, you know, I think that that's another thing is and I think you've alluded to that as well, where you've kind of um, you've kind of scaled back on collecting Star Wars yeah. in favor of collecting Gundam. That's right. um, I, I still think that, you know, it breaks my heart that Jabba's Palace is not going to have a home. No. Nope. <laughs> yeah. And you know what?
0: It's funny you bring that up because I don't regret it. Sometimes I'll have this regret of yeah. like, oh, I skipped out on that, but I feel good about it. So,
1: Yeah, and, and I think, um, you know, Diggs touched on it yesterday as well. You know, there's the FOMO aspect. Like, if I don't yeah. get it now, yes. then I'm never going to get it. And I'll be honest with you. Investing in a 3D printer has sort of changed that attitude for me because – If there's something that i want i can always you know it's not going to be perfect like i'm not going to be able to print a a high-grade model kit but i could always print a gundam miniature and you know there's 3d models everywhere and And so um mentioned having like a backlog of stl files same thing is like and that takes up less room in your in your house but maybe more room on your hard drive so
0: But no, also, I think sometimes, too, spending on collectibles is if you're in a position where you're just scrolling or you're bored. So, like, with a 3D printer, sometimes you might be engaged with that and not prone to be, like, maybe scrolling or finding a sale or a deal. Like, I've had to remove uh, a bunch of toy YouTubers, toy photography YouTubers, and, uh, you know, and on Instagram and Twitter. And I actually don't go on those as much anyway, just to avoid that. But that would sometimes yeah. get me to buy something like you've heard of the foosh, right? Uh, No, I'm not. Okay, They're that. a pretty big toy reviewer and they also make action figures and they okay, have a Ninja cool. scroll action figure that they're producing. And you only have like a few more days to buy it. And I'm like, Oh, I should get it then. But it's like, do I really need it? You know? And right. You know, that's in So in, in, To kind of go back, the video game thing is interesting because I used to have a gigantic video game collection. I would always buy everything physical. I mean, I had a whole room. I have probably pictures of video I need to share sometime. And back in 2019, I think it was, 2018 or 2019, I sold it all. And it was to pay off bills because I wanted to be able to buy a house for the families, and it put us in the position to do that. And I think maybe because I saw that end result, it makes it easier for me to sell things or to part with things because I could see, you know, and, and so then, but the thing is, I still love video games, but I feel like it's very easy to save money on video game stuff now. Like, and I don't know how moral this is. Cause I've heard people talk about it in the past, but I'll look at sites like G2A or CD keys to see if like a game is cheaper. Yeah. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't buy it, you know? um, And, uh, you know, sometimes I'll look on there and I'll see, oh, this is a game I wouldn't buy, but it's, like, you know, 40% cheaper. And, and then I'll grab it. And that's got – and I think sometimes you have to think of those things. Like, because I know that, oh, I'm going to be buying this expensive Gundam, but I want to play this game, so I'll try to find this game cheaper.
1: Um, yeah. I yeah. think it- – Well, and you know, this is a topic that kind of came up on my discord the other day. And I know it's a, it's a question that you get very often where it's, you know, people asking like, well, where can I watch Gundam? And it's like, you know, or because those are the two, two most popular questions is what order of Gundam do I watch Yeah, and where can I watch it? Yeah. And you know, I'm a big proponent of physical media and like supporting the content that you're going to, that you're going to consume. And it's always, you know, people don't want to buy DVDs or Blu-rays. Yeah. They want to watch it for free, but they don't want to pirate it. And it's like you yeah. can't have all three, right? So, like you it's it's kind of like the the design triangle where it's like cheap, fast, or good. You can only pick two. Yeah. Usually you can only right. get one, but you can you can pick two. You can't have all three. And so it's like if you want to watch Gundam for free, you're going to have to pirate it and maybe pay a little bit of your soul for it because then yeah. you know there's the moral aspect of that um if you if you want to watch it and pay for it then you know obviously that's that that's a there's going to be a cost associated with it and so yeah i mean you're you're talking about obviously like looking for discount video games and it's like there's a cost for everything either it's going to cost you time it's going to cost you money or it's going to cost you a little bit of your soul and it's just like what are you willing to pay more of
0: you know what? The time thing is a good point because I think that when I'm playing a video game, like I'm no, I'm gonna like Starfield. I was like, I could tell this is gonna require a lot of time, and a lot of the mechanics are a little boring to me, so I'm gonna pass on Starfield. You know, I and yeah, um, even Cyberpunk. I've actually four times gone back to that game, but like it, it end. I end up hitting a wall where I'm like, I don't want to spend my time with this as much right. as it seems cool. But that new Double Dragon Gaiden, I've completely 100% achievement it on Steam. And now I'm doing it on Xbox. (laughs) Like, that's like a game that I would spend so much time with. And that was interesting. I got it. And this is where I got it as a birthday gift from my brother on Xbox. And I liked it so much that I bought it again on Steam. But I went to G2A and it was $10 cheaper. You know, it's... You know, so it's like one singular person almost supporting the product twice in a way. You know, I I don't know, uh, because I don't really know too too much on the background of G2A, but those keys had to come from somewhere. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And um, so so and then you brought up the Star Wars thing, because that is true where I decided, okay, I'm going to stop collecting the Star Wars figures. And now I still have a whole lot of the vintage collections like should i sell those although i kind of like them i just going to stop collecting the new ones i'm just going to keep that in the back of my mind for now but between looking you know for cheap video games and not buying the star wars it has given me more of my play money budget for gundams
1: yeah but even
0: then sometimes i'm like okay how can i maximize this you know like and so i'll go to ami ami go to pre-owned oh here's a pre-owned one that I want. Um, but like, you know, when it comes to the creator aspect too, it's like, I am doing, I'm wanting to get these things because I like to talk about it. it it's, it's weird. It's like a chicken and the egg. I got yeah. into Gundam, thought it was so cool to talk about. It's like, oh, I might as well make videos. But then now I'm making videos. Am I then going, oh, I need to buy more to then make videos.
1: Yeah, you know, and so how much as a, as a content creator, do you feel a sense of responsibility for what type of, um, you know, influence you have on your audience? Because, you know, I look at guys like Mecha Gaikotsu or, you know, other big, big hobby creators that, you know, they just do kit reviews. You know, they're, they're not doing any custom builds. They're not really showing off anything that they've done. They're just showing off things that they've either purchased or were sent. And it's like, are they contributing to that FOMO that that is getting more people to, you know, spend money that they don't have? Right. Like I'm not worried about, about Gaikotsu. I'm not worried about Zaku Aurelius and I don't mean to like call out names. I'm not trying to like, you know, throw them under the bus. They're great guys and they do a lot for the hobby, but you know, is there, I know I personally feel a sense of responsibility whenever I put a video out where I'm like, you know, don't, don't go and buy things that, that you can't afford right you know yeah. like i'm trying to show you cool things to do with your gunpla and hopefully even save money like you know i'm like don't buy the expensive paints do these cheaper paints instead you know you can find cheaper alternatives to the things that you're, you're that you're doing and um yeah i mean it's in a certain sense we're all kind of feeding the beast to an extent right
0: You brought up a good point, you know, because, yeah, when I was talking about how I stopped following some toy reviewers because it gets me to want to buy it, I stopped watching Mekka Gagotsu and Zacharellis for that same reason. Like, I'll seek them out about a specific one, but I can't keep up with them because they'll be like, oh, that one looks cool, I'll buy it. Oh, that one looks cool, I'll buy it, when naturally, organically, I wasn't interested in it, you know, it, and... um. But I feel like those things need to exist, where there are creators that are documenting.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, you know, because because that stuff does. You're you're right. It does need to exist in in a vacuum, because, and and I'm sure that there are people that have talked themselves out of buying kits because they watched a, a kit review. But uh, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's tough. You know, I I I don't know what the right answer is. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, I, I think that's it's a good ongoing discussion to have every once in a while to kind of keep top of mind, like, are you being responsible with your finances? And I don't think also part of this is I don't think it's right to say someone is not financially responsible if they decide they don't want to save money but spend it on stuff. Because part of me thinks we have this one life and yeah. we get a lot of joy from things that maybe joy can't be found elsewhere because there's a lot of hard stuff we have to deal with in life. And so like
1: true, I,
0: you know, and
1: uh, hey, it's hard to say, but to play devil's advocate and like, you can't take your, your Gundam kits with you to the grave. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know um, it, it goes back to that idea of like, you know, buy the experience. Don't buy the product.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that goes back to what you were saying before, how a lot of financial advisors, they will say the whole thing about spending your money on experiences and not things, but, like you've been able to prove especially through your live streams is there are some pretty cool experiences to be had with what you can do with gumpla kind of the point of gumpla you know um, yeah
1: yeah and, and i mean and diggs mentioned that yesterday as well is it's like if if just building the kit is what makes you happy then don't think of it as buying a kit because you want the physical thing you're buying it because you want to engage in building it um you know i think a lot of people are guilty of having a big backlog myself included because the building experience isn't really what they want they want the artifact they want the 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 collectible right yeah. um and and like i said i'm guilty of it as well i you know i think sometimes man i've got that dendrobium orchis sitting in my garage waiting to be built and i'm like why don't i build it is it because i really don't enjoy the building process i enjoy you the, just like that you have it. Right. <laughs>
0: that is so. interesting. I, I I think it's a couple things. I think there's, there's – our minds probably work different when there's something we want versus than an experience of something or the journey through, yeah. you know, like building something. And sometimes we just have to be in the right space. And I think that even – is like for video games. Like I've been taking this GBO two break because I played it like every day for like months. And <laughs> I think I had to kind of like
1: s- slow down a bit. Well, and um, when you're both on steam and on PS, I know it's five, it's like
0: they're playing two games. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it, It's crazy. Um, And yeah, I think, um yeah, I think even with Gunpla that happens sometimes where, people will like not build for a little bit. Like I've actually even slowed down my building because I was building a whole lot and then just recently slowed down because there's multiple factors. There's space, time, and money. And so it's like out of those, what, what should I be focusing on? And then there's that other psychological element of I could store things, but like, sometimes I feel bad that it's just sitting there.
1: I know. I just watched Toy Story with my daughter uh, the other day and I'm like, oh. I don't want to put these guys in a box and not touch them. And like, you know, it's, I'm sure that like, you know, my Zazabi is getting ready to throw the Zeta Gundam off the Argama and be like, uh, you're in my spot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's interesting. Cause I, it's, you know, just thinking of other things I have stored. I have like the, uh, X-Men figures for Marvel legends and Mafex, Mo- a mix of those. Cause I love the X-Men. I have yeah. the original MMPR figures or not the original, but like, Oh, mnpr figures of the hasbro yeah um and those are all stored i have the new that's kickstarter spawn i have like uh mezco blade i have the sh figure. It's ninja turtles but they're all in storage but i have a lot of these things i love interesting but it's like i and i guess i could make room for those and then put up some the Gundam but at the same time like then there's that other aspect I'm in my room this office sometimes and it's like sometimes there's too much yeah it can, I, it can get overwhelming I feel like I'm in a growing phase of figuring that out <laughs> yeah yeah for sure
1: hmm.
0: yeah so yeah I, I don't know like and in, in it could be space like sometimes you know I'm like oh we need a bigger house which it's it's a decent sized house it, it I would say it's more on the smaller end of a family home but yeah. but at the same time sometimes i feel like well i don't want to put myself in a position where then i've given myself more room to just collect more things without really a goal
1: yeah you um, know it's um so so it's funny you mentioned that it's like time space and money because what's yeah. funny is you can trade any of those things for the other except for time so you can trade time for money yeah and you can trade the money for space um you can even trade money or you can trade space for money if you sell your house right yeah and and downsize your space but one one thing you can't get back is time necessarily yeah. i mean you could you could argue like okay well if i pay someone else to build my kits for me then that that saves my time but it costs me money right right you know. and
0: that experience is lost
1: that so within
0: that time space and money there are things and experiences yeah so what it's like yeah you're trading that time and money for the thing
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah that is very interesting and i and i kind of i'm not big on labels but i like the idea of this kind of labeling these things and thinking about like in any situation my time space and money okay what's more valuable to me uh almost like we were what was the other thing we were just talking about that had three?
1: Oh, things? like uh whether it's free or whether it costs yeah. money yeah
0: yeah, something like that. Like, there's always the the things you've got to uh, think of because I think what I'm trying to figure out, and this will be my journey maybe across the next ever long uh, live streams, is like <laughs> where do I want to focus spending my money on the hobby? That's right. what I'm trying to figure out because I buy the Blu-rays. I you know I've been buying the vinyls recently. So,
1: and that that's something that's similar to to I, I think uh, Jam Cal Axe mentioned it in in chat is you know, if you only put money towards the things that you care about, like for instance, you, like you, I buy the Blu-rays, but I only bought, you know, Zeta Gundam, double Zeta. You mm-hmm. know, I only bought the series that I, I'm i not about to go buy Gundam X on Blu-ray for oh, instance. Right. right. Um, you know, only invest in the things that, that have meaning and value to you, then that's a really good form of impulse control. Um, but you know, again to your status as a content creator like you know you do kind of have a responsibility whether whether we like it or not to I guess contribute to the hobby contribute to the space contribute to this franchise that we love so much you know Um,
0: yeah that responsibility part is interesting and I think you even brought this up it's like as I'm doing my videos and talking about these things it's like I I almost don't want to give off because I could see little younger kids seeing this with content creators but like oh that guy just buys a bunch of Gundam. i'm just gonna buy a bunch of gundam and spend all my money on it and it's like no i'm actually trying to be careful you know and think about it it's just the presentation makes it seem like
1: that yeah yeah yeah. well and i think that it's good that we're having this conversation because again i don't think that people are really honest enough about these types of things Right, right um and you mentioned earlier about wisdom coming with age. I, I once heard someone say something that wisdom doesn't come with age. It comes from asking yourself questions hmm. and, and being honest in the answers for those questions. Yeah. And I think that that's exactly what you're touching on. And that's exactly what you and I are doing is we're, we're asking ourselves, asking ourselves, is this really what I want or am I doing it as a as a bandaid over some yeah. something that that I'm that I don't know yet? Um, is this something that I would really spend my time on? And, and a lot of people kind of decouple the idea of money from time. And it's like, think about it in terms of like the, the time that you spent working to earn that money, right? Like, let's say if you, if you make $15 an hour and you buy a $45 kit, you just traded three hours of your life for Mm. a Gundam, you you know, when you put it in terms of that, then all of a sudden these things make a lot of sense and you're like wait how many hours of my life do i have to commit in order to get a providence gundam metal build right <laughs> like yeah
0: that's a good point like how often do people do this and i don't think it's often where you do break down your salary hourly based as you're paying for necessities look at okay what's the necessity cost versus the hours i have to put in to pay for that yeah even if it's a necessity and i think that could help with thing, because I think most people don't have a budget in, in the first place, but to go even further and relate that to what you're worth, you know, hourly or something. Yeah, that's
1: And again, there are ways to kind of increase your value in that, in that sense. Like, you know, I brought up the hour, you know, the hourly wage of like 15 bucks an hour, but you can actually put time towards making yourself more valuable to where you are worth $30 an hour, you know, you can, so, so there's... Yeah.
0: yeah. No, it's it's very interesting. And and I think this just goes to show like as people grow up, they're not necessarily properly equipped to answer those questions unless we talk about age. Maybe they had parents or other mentors that kind of help instill that into them, Um, because and I think a, a lot of reasons I think of this stuff, because why does it matter? Well, I think it's because as I'm raising my kids, sometimes I'm like, well, I'm doing this. I don't think I would want my kids to pick up on how i am doing this so i'm sort of questioning and structuring my hobby as you know i do this stuff because it it, this it sparked from yesterday so i'm back into playing call of duty they've got the new (laughs) season six battle pass but it it has spawn which is amazing like uh, you could be spawn in call of duty like
1: keith david him.
0: I think so because I hear him talk and it sounds like Keith David, but I'm like, there's no way he did it. Did he? Is that what?
1: I have no idea. I'm gonna
0: have to look <laughs> that up because it could be Michael Jai White. From That's the, true too. But I don't know. He's um, not up
1: to much these days, is he?
0: Well, he's coming out with that new um, Cowboy Black or something like that, where it's oh, like a sequel sweet. to Black Dynamite. Yeah. I think it comes out this month. Uh it Might awesome. be this week. But um, so – I remember, like, I, I wanted to buy, yeah, the battle pass, and then my son was going to use his money to do it, no. but he was trying to save his money for something else, and I'm like, ah, I, you are trying to save your money for something else, so I appreciate that, but you do want this battle pass, so it's like, well, help us out and be good for this next week, and we'll see if maybe like, I'll buy it for you, but, you know, I'm trying to think, like, I don't want to buy him just everything all the time, and right. I want to, I appreciate that he wants to save his money, so, yeah,
1: because because most kids don't have that mentality. So the fact that he's already thinking like that is a good thing, yeah. but you don't want it to kind of squash his passions and, and you know, so yeah. and, and I think that that's a good that's a good uh, lesson. Like you said, you know, yep. if you if you maybe pick up one or two extra chores this week, then then you can earn a little bit of extra yeah. money. Um, like like you said, yeah. it's it's all about trading one for the other.
0: Yeah. You know what? Yeah. I think that's a good place to end it on. I think not only for kids doing chores, but even if you tell yourself, Hey, yeah, I will buy this once I complete doing some work around the house apartment that needs to be done, or how about I just pay off this credit card real quick first and then I'll buy the thing. I think there's little things you could do.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But anyway, that's it for today's episode. Thanks for all that joined. It was a lot of fun to talk about this again. We got deep. Yeah, no, exactly. I love how this happens with, with our shows where we can relate our hobby into aspects of life that and kind of give advice and, and stuff like that. So um, again, yeah, thanks for all uh, that's watching. Check the links in the description uh, for all the supporters of the channel um, that are at a certain tier. Also, uh, Steven's Midnight Hatter page. We do our Wednesday live Thank streams. You. We have a lot of fun with that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, And for, yeah, everyone else, have a good weekend. We'll talk later.